Desert Island Discs on 91.3 Capital FM. It's 91.3 Capital FM, Desert Island Discs on this wonderful Sunday evening. And yes, as always, sharing life's incredible stories by those that have distinguished themselves in various ways. Tonight on the program, I have an interesting man. He's a jack of all trades and a master of some, which, of course, he will give us more detail when we begin the program in earnest. Welcome to the program, Donald. Now, just before Donald says, my pleasure or thank you for hosting me, I wish to tell you something about Donald. Donald <laughs> is the current chairperson of the National Council of Sports. Now, you may think he's showing up on the program in sports gear, vest and everything. Far from it. He's, in fact, an access to justice and human rights specialist with over 26 years' experience working in legal, justice and the rule of law, as well as human rights issues in Uganda and in the region. Donald's experience cuts across public, private sector, international community, and of course the academia. He's worked as a lawyer and a governance advisor with the Inspectorate of Government, the IGG's office. Now Donald at the moment is the chief of party for a project funded by the United States Agency for International Development, USAID, and will be telling us more of what he does. But with that as it is, the mouthful of the description, let's get down to know the man, Donald Rukari. Welcome to the program, Donald. Thank you, Simon. It's a great pleasure to be hosted by you on this uh, very, I'd call it a uh, historic uh, event for me. My first time to be on Desert Island Disc, so thank you for hosting me, and I look forward to an engaging uh, discourse with you. Engaging is the word, but more importantly, is the candid description of your life story, being the man that you are today. Mm -hmm. We need to know the making of Donald Dukari. Like in your description, I said you wear many hats. Yeah. Lawyer, sports administrator father and everything in between what exactly are you handling at the moment and how is it going it depends which side someone you want you want the good the bad and the ugly of uh, <laughs> a mix of uh, them in one of, of, of all of them <laughs> yeah well as i said uh, well who is donald that's an interesting question donald is a kind of current a 51 year old lawyer 51 yeah you don't look a day older than 45 donald well thank you <laughs> I, I think it's just to to god's grace but 51 born in 1968 all the way born to uh, my parents, Professor Enoch Rukare, who is now since, has since left, and my mom, Miss Gwen Rukare. Uh, what I'm told is that I was born at the time in Nakasero, uh, when my dad was working for the Ministry of Education. And then a few months or within a year, he transitioned to Makere University, where he, we actually spent most of our formative years. So, so in Nakasero, you were born at home? No, no, no. I, well, I wish I was you, <laughs> uh, on the banana tree. No, we were born in Mulago, okay. Mulago Hospital, to to Doctor Seka. Actually, many people who know me, in, in, if people actually know Don is, Don is just this new version. But there's Seka. Seka is what now. There's Doctor Seka who gave birth to me, and that's the kind of inside nickname which not many people know. Wow, there must be very many Sekas out there because I'm sure he didn't only handle you. Well, but uh, exactly. So <laughs> how he was able to be fond of you to the extent that they called you by his name is maybe the more interesting part of the story. I think that you part, you'd have to ask my mom. You'd have to ask my mom and dear prof who is not here. So yes, yeah, so, that, so that was how the, I began my life's journey, if you wish, on mm -hmm. the 4th of November. And within that system, we're uh, a, a family of, uh, if you wish, seven. That is my mom, my dad. Then I have four other siblings. Are you the so, oldest? Yes, so, so I'm told. Uh -huh. you, you, you never know, but uh, <laughs> you lawyers are doubting everything. Yeah? You have to. You have to always put a, an, an escape clause. <laughs> so with myself, then we have my sister Dora, who thinks she's the eldest. She's more like uh, she's she was the only sister, 
but she grew up as a as a boy in many ways. And then we also have um, uh, Daniel, Danston, Derek. So that's uh, the, the kind of tribe of five. And we spent most of our formative years, Simon, in Makere. And wow. many ways it will explain, you know, how we got into sport and other things. Interesting. So that was how we went. And then I don't know where they want to get into uh, nursery school. was. That we'll get to, but let's yeah. get down to the homestead of Professor Okari and his dear wife, where you're the firstborn child. Correct. Followed by a sister and then brothers following thereafter. Mm -hmm. Usually for us firstborns, uh, it's always uh, the hard life. Huh? All experiments are done on you. Exactly. And the hardest of beatings come your way. Without a doubt. Without the, a doubt. Oh, well, just, 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 also, just for the record, we had an, an earlier brother, but who passed away, David. Oh, yeah. So he, we never saw him. He was really young. He had okay. a, I think he had a heart problem or something. But nonetheless, yes. When you talk about the firstborn syndrome, yes, you, you take the brunt of, first of all, a bit of the, uh, the joy of having a kid, the first of, of the kind. But also, as you said, you, you're like, I've been seeing something on social, the, the, the legend. So you always have issues around uh, having to, to navigate being, uh, setting the pace, but at the same time being, uh, if you wish, I want to say creatively punished in many ways. Yeah. You're using a modest term because maybe you know your mom is watching, so. Uh, well, I was a bit of a stubborn kid. To be honest, if I re when I look back, mm -hmm. I was a handful. Not and much has changed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are certain things that I'm not too proud about. If you ask some of my relatives, uh -huh. they might have a slightly different version of what you're seeing here, but uh, thank God. So let's okay. get down to Makere, you know, living yes. in there, a huge community of, academ of academician parents, and then, of course, uh, students also mingling in yeah. and, and the like. Just take us back to that childhood, the best of your recollection. I think, for me, that, that's an interesting thing, and actually, and I think I'll kind of relate to what's going on now in Uganda. Mm -hmm. When we grew up in Makere, okay. uh, it was a kind of safe heaven, because this, this remember, Simon was... Uh, the, the days of 1970, 1980. So you know our history, our oh, yes, history. Oh yes, oh yes. So a lot of the insecurity. But luckily for Makere, we're insulated. And if I was telling you an inside joke, Simon, is that uh, having grown up there all the, most of my formative years, believe it or not, I went to Loom Street for the first time in my life after S six. You're kidding me. Yes, I only knew Wandegea. So Makere, Wandegea. <laughs> 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 so Yes, going to, there was no need to go anywhere else. And then no man got in away, we went, we'll come to that. Absolutely. Buganda Road. But mm -hmm. then going into town, that, that was my terms of reference. Oh. So I go, instead of going to like Kampala Road or... Taxi bag. That was like in Essex. Uh -huh. Because everything, you'd walk you sometimes to One school, because it was near. Or there was, at that time there used to be a, a school bus from Makere. But we spent most of our time inside there. And when we grew up inside Makere, one of the things about that, it's almost a gated community in my, is that we grew up without a sense of this, what I'm seeing these days in Uganda, this whole tribalistic, ethnicity issue. All our friends were from everywhere. Our neighbors were the Bangusas, the Mugambis. So we grew up with, every, with friends from everywhere. And we had the Insubogas, we had the Kajubis, the Rutwamas, we had... Uh, what I would call hundreds of parents. Because since we're within that cocoon, Gingera Pincha was our immediate neighbor Gingera below. Gingera Pincha, yeah, he told yes, me prof, Exactly, so uh, those were our sisters and brothers. So it was one big family. So you are raised by the Makere village. Perfect, <laughs> so all of us were sisters and brothers, mm -hmm. and all the parents within the, especially the moms, within the, that gated community were our moms. So any of them at any one time, if they found you misbehaving, whether it was Garden there. Hill or Observatory Hill or Poor Road or Lumumba side, because it was one big compound. 
would all would you'd, you'd get the wrath of the display from any parent at any one given time. And I have vivid memories of us, you know, masquerading around campus as young kids. And at any one time, if it was Mrs. Mugambi, Auntie Lydia, as we often call her, Auntie Lydia, should should discipline us just equally as Dowdy Mugambi. Wow. So there was no. We had even a fence with no, with no fence, actually. There was no boundary. So <laughs> we just walked in and out. It was like one big, rolling neighborhood. You also did mention, of course, what that Makere gated community and the facilities therein yeah. did in terms of honing your sports skills. Maybe yes. it's about time you tell us about some of the things that you did in there before we get down to which schools you went to. Yes, I, I, and I think you know, one, of, one of the challenges we have right now in sports is lack of facilities. It's one of the biggest challenges we're having when we are looking at what we are discussing, you know, among other things, funding policy, uh, sports policy, legal policy, but facilities are central. Mm -hmm. Now, we were just, in a way, Simon, lucky that we were born, uh, or we grew up in Makere, Makere. from around Tennis the, courts, the 1970s. Basketball courts, swimming, swimming pool, pool, squash, badminton. So I can play all those Fo sports. Football pitches everything. everywhere. And at the time when they were really well, well, well kept well and maintained. Yes. So as kids of, of lecturers, that was one of the few packs that we had. Because this, this was the economic time when things were not that good. But at least we had access to, to these things for a small nominal fee. Well, don't call for an argument between yourself and I. Yes. Again, you, it is self-defeating because you did mention today's parents have one big challenge, yes. the absence of facilities. I mean, True. there's no facilities for our children, so the biggest sport that we expose them to, eating, and maybe TV. And maybe e-sport now, there's PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, exactly, e-sport. Yes. Fortnite and all these things, yes. <laughs> Which also is another debate. We need to get them uh, too sedentary. You need to move. Absolutely, yes. Donald, on the program we play our music. Yeah. Just before we get to know a little more about you, what right. would be your first song? The, my first song, Simon, since I, I would like to dedicate it, would be To God Be The Glory. Why? Because that was one of, my, uh, one of my father's favorite songs. And I think in many ways it speaks to being thankful for what God has done for us. You know, I, I'm increasingly... I'm not deeply, I would say, very religious, but I'm religious. I'm, I'm not, we have, we had an inside joke at home. We had some balokoli, like my dad, my mom, and my sister, and I was on the other side. I said, let's just hedge our bets, and let's half be <laughs> extreme, and the other half moderate, so then we sort of see. Oh, you are extreme on both ends, but then now here you are trying well, to play Mr. Moderate. <laughs> yes, so I think to me, to God be the glory, you know, the, the Sabbath whole version would be what I would pick, because it was one of our professors, favorite songs but it's also the lyrics kind of speak to being grateful for what he has done for us and, and, and the greatness of his of his ways and his mercy so that would be my my first song Donald wouldn't be a better choice for a starting song on a Sunday evening such yeah. as this one and for you the viewers and listeners that's from Donald to you to God be the glory and I believe that for all that we are we owe it to ourselves to be grateful and show gratitude all the time it's does and this will be right back Desert Island Discs on 91.3 Capital FM
Desert Island Discs on 91.3 Capital FM. Desert Island Discs on Capital FM. Enjoying life's beautiful tales and the stories that have made the great people that we feature on the program today. Donald Rukari. He is a lawyer and a sports administrator, a father, and now just before waiting for a break, he's not so Christian yet Christian. So now that's some interesting now, mix. Christian, of, but not religious, deeply religious. Not, ah, well, he corrects me, and uh -huh. that's exactly <laughs> what makes a man what they are. Donald, your life story starts off on a very interesting note. Uh, you know, being raised in the gated community of Makere and all that, born to a professor, dad, and a teaching mother. That, of course, now takes us to the education that you uh, must have been exposed to. Were you homeschooled, considering that... Uh, you had well, homeschooled, <laughs> yes, uh, partly homeschooled, mm -hmm. but uh, we began out nursery with uh, the Makere nursery. It's uh, in the near uh, Mary Stuart or Box. I'm sure I used to frequent Box quite <laughs> no, a bit no, no, in, in your days. Yeah, you put this to my court. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, we began nursery there with Auntie Nora's with Auntie Nora's school. Uh -huh. uh, Auntie Nora Masozela was uh, her nursery. So within Makere, and then from there, so we used to walk, to, you just walked, it was about a 10 minute walk from home. Mm -hmm. And then there we transitioned into what is uh, Norman Godina, which was now called Buganda Road. Yeah, so an interesting thing, but of course one of the things that I think about, if I was to think about it, was very, very lousy at mathematics up to now. Whenever I think about mathematics, I shiver. How do you I, count I, your money? I, I, I have to employ it. someone to do that for me. I don't have a lot in anyway. And from my research, it looks like you have someone in-house that knows how to count their money very well. Yeah, well, Jackie at least is, <laughs> is has a bit of a, a more mathematical head than mine. You have to find the right mate, huh? someone that, who knows how to. You have to compliment, <laughs> that is correct, because when it comes to mathematics, even now when I say mathematics, I shiver. So from there, I finish my uh, primary, primary school. And then my dear dad and mom begin this experiment in trying to make me get to a bit of my culture. Because remember, we grew up in Makere. I hardly speak in Erunyakore. Wow. I speak more Luganda than English. I never went to Mbara until I was probably about 12. Ever. Wow. Yes. So you find that in many ways, when I see what So we going had on, uh, these ignorant people living at the ivory tower of knowledge. Eh? Ignorant in some aspects. In very many aspects. Yes. I mean, yeah, like they say of professors, you know so much about, about so, little. so little. Yeah. And you know so little about so much. But I think that's that's the joy of life, Simon. <laughs> so you get all these different people. And then put them together. Put them together, then you have yeah. the jigsaw puzzle of life. So I, I hear you. But yeah, in many ways, I think until I was 10, 9, I had, I had gone to Mbara quite a bit. So in their infinite wisdom, they said, we have to give this young man some bit of a dose of his culture. Mm -hmm. So I was teleported to Ntare School. Wow. Django. Yes. Thrown into the deep end. Norunyankore, you know, first time out of Makere. And uh, Ntare was a very interesting school. Tell me. Yeah. At that time, it was very, I made very good friends. Uh, was teased a lot, very young boy. When you say teased, exactly what came your way? Many things. You see, for example, first Usually of all, the biggest it's, it's, teasing comes to guys that are of uh, small beard. You're I was very small, but oh, really? forget about what you're seeing now. Okay. Uh, it's just a natural progression. <laughs> <laughs> the but, evolution uh, of Donald. When I think, of, first of all, I couldn't speak Runyankore, so I, they were calling who is this? They call us grabs. Who are these? You know, you don't you don't speak Runyankore. You only speak English, but you are Runyankore. You're from Kampala and all these things. But I made many good friends. Even up to now, we have a very vibrant community of, of, of the entire boys. And I think it, it taught me one thing about self. Because the, the rules were not very strict. Mm -hmm. I always have a joke that we just pay school fees. 
but now it has, it has become more structured. But entirely kind of was quite formative. Open fence, you have to kind of regulate yourself in many ways. And it, it sort of teaches you life skills of having to program your life. Engage you with. pick a bit of your culture. A bit, but you see with, with Intari, and I have to say this carefully, I don't know what the rating of the show is, but you see in Intari <laughs> there was a, what they call crude language, you know, so it's more like the, it's less, they're not very flowery side of the Runyakori language. Uh, that's normally the first words you have to learn when you're yes. picking a new language. Yeah, yeah. So let's just How so to abuse and greet. Correct. <laughs> now you have. I was just trying to be a bit modest. So I learned a bit of that, but up to now I can't make a speech in Runyakori. So I don't really. And yet I want. I'll speak of a political career, but without being able to speak Runyakori or understand the proverbs and all these things. It's never too late to learn a new skill, don't True. I'm true, true. Something to that I really you. think about, and uh, and I think that's something which needs to be worked on. So. So yeah, I, I left in Tari and then transitioned. The war struck His Excellency Museveni. That was 1985. 1985. Attacked uh, Mbarara. The time he says, well, until recently, that he had a little enclave that he had cut off the country from Katonga. Well, we are, we, are, we are those who are cut off. Uh -huh. I, I, I understand that. I was cut off for a couple of months. So when the then, I think, NRA walked into Mbarara, there, were, there was a bit of a altercation between them and the then army. We had to leave school in, 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 let's say, wild haste. But I thought school would have been the place that then, you know. No, no, no. Actually, against the let, let, let me. Let, let, it's it's good you, you raised this. I just want to write, write a book, Simon, because when we were there, we were in S4 mm -hmm. at that time. You we're were fertile for recruitment. And that's the same I'm coming to that. <laughs> that's, what, that's exactly where I'm heading. That when we were in S4, mm -hmm. we were preparing for our exams. But there had been all these rumors that the rebels then, the called rebels, were around Kasese and Fort Porto and all these things. So there were also some people who were recruiting. And I actually had made up my mind to join the army. Oh, you're kidding me. Yes. Because most of my friends did. Andrew Mugisha, Bivete, the late Banjirana, Martin Turiaji, and a number of them who joined. Mark mm Kapuschir, -hmm. uh, who might be listening to this, was like, I don't know whether Mark was, of course, he was a good friend of mine in Nile House. But we had made up our minds to go. Yeah. But now one of the things that made me change my mind overnight, we actually were going. Be, we thought we had this glamorous idea that you'd go there and just become like and, Rambo in the movies. Exactly. Or there used to be a, a film on TV in the days called Lieutenant. Mm -hmm. So I said, of course, you have a bit of education. You're in S4. Well, you already had finished. You had a you, you'd probably be, be like, like a lieutenant, you know? <laughs> and uh, we had made up our minds to go. But then my problem was that without my glasses, these glasses, Simon, I can't see. I'm partially blind. So I thought if I go to the bush, as we used to call it, and these glasses break, what will happen? And that's what kind of tipped the bottom not to join. But my friends went, my classmates went. And some of them are still in the army now. Wow. So now you'd be General Donald. I don't know, I could have died. Some of them died. No, let's assume you leave them. <laughs> you either be a general or a general in jail. I mean, usually. Well, you I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it, we're lucky. All these Banjirana, Banjirana died, mm -hmm. I think, up in, up in, in, the, in the north. Bivete also. So a lot of our classmates, we actually had made up our minds to go. But we, we had the notion I, I, I that it was a glamorous life. Donald, some of your classmates who never joined the army have also died. And I'm sure I've got yes, this. Yes, so that's why that's my first song about that. That is true. But uh, yeah, so we uh, were cut off. I went to my grandfather's place in Rempogo Kashari, my dad's end, and uh, spent some time there. Got in touch with cows and a few things for a few months. And at least started communicating in the local language. Trying, the trying, trying. It, was a, it was a labor of love. And then uh, from there, I came back, uh, tried to find a few schools. Remember, I had no mathematics. As I say, it's important to really mentor these young kids. About if your formative years are wrong, it can mess you up 
So you didn't actually do your senior four examination? No, we're, 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 exactly. So until 1986? Okay. Uh, so you're the guys that they talk about who didn't sit their final year examination. No, we right? did. No, 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 Simon, we did. <laughs> I, I have my papers. Please don't try to bring uh, <laughs> it up to me. And they're, they're all legitimate. But what happened is that um, <laughs> because of the war, we were cut off. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my dear mother uh, braved uh, you know, she's quite courageous. She braved her way for her firstborn son. Certainly, she has through Rwanda, mm -hmm. Kabale, Rempogo, picked me up, and we came back that route through Kigali, uh, Kenya Airways, whatever it was. I, I remember that time we were the only people who jumped off. And what was interesting is when you think about it. As soon as we arrived in Entebbe, that's when the NRA hit Kampala. Kampala. That day, so you were cut off again from no. Nankum. We just <laughs> passed the Nankum and we saw Woo, things happening. Dying. Yes, my you know? goodness. So that was when now Kampala was around like probably twenty sixth of January mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, so that's when they, they attacked Kampala. That, that that same day things went 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 crazy. Again, I'll go back to the issue of your papers. So senior four. Years yeah. So now what happens? Correct. I'll read my paper. I'll, yeah. I'll give you a copy. <laughs> so what happens is that uh, when we do that, now we 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 are at home. Uh, the, the NRA attacks Kampala, takes over, power. takes over power, and then they keep trying to go in different parts of the country, you know, bit by bit. So when they leave Kampala, they say now all those people from Masaka who didn't do the exams, because the other rest of the country had done the exams, done, yes. you're going to do exams, wow. special exams. So go back and do your exams. So that's where now I had, in today's language, a higi haga with Prof and my mom. Mm -hmm. Because my biggest challenge was, how can I re go and do the No, my, my challenge was, I want to go and do the exams. My dad was saying, no, you're not ready. You're not, you're not, you've been out of school for six months, whatever it was. If you go there, you're going to do badly and to be a permanent record for you. So my advice to you as a repeat. Okay, is repeat S4. And I'm like, how, you know. do I, how can I be in the legend, be in the same class with my small sister, Dora? Exactly. Not possible. So for a few months, there was a bit of a higgy hagger. So, I don't go and do the exams, the special exams. I then refused to go to school for, yeah. a, few, for a few weeks, months. That's what led I, w I went, yes, exactly. I went to Makere College, I, no, Makere High. I got a uniform. I said, I can't go there. Went to Namiliango. They said, but you have to do mathematics, biology, chemistry. Remember, I had a challenge wow. in those areas. Went to Budo. They said, yeah, we can give you a place, but these subjects are compulsory. But then, you know, in many ways, when you sort of see when your life could have taken a different direction, when you, say you come to a fork in the road, College school comes. It's at this point that we need to play your next song. Yeah. When we return, I yes. need a fresh start to this story <laughs> of the transition from a single-sex school to a mixed school. It was a baptism of fire, Simon. <laughs> you know. <laughs> when I think, I, well, some of them are now married women, so let's leave that. We're not dropping names, but no names. play no your names. next song. Yeah, my next song will be in view of what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Will be Different Colors by Lucky Dube. One people. Yes, different colors. I think it, it, why? Because I think currently Uganda is going through an interesting period. What you're seeing on social media, the, the I don't know whether they call it hate speech or we have about 65 tribes in our constitution. I think some now have said calling it protected speech. Yes, so protected speech. So I think we're going through an interesting uh, time when we seem to see a lot of these ethnic uh, fault lines kind of bubbling up in different places. They've been there for quite a while. 
I think to me, they've been the big elephant in the room when it comes to this country. How do you craft all these different groups together Make and keep them in, as a coherent group called a nation state? And uh, I've written about this in, in many tribalization of the health sector. Uh, I also wrote an interesting piece, Uganda should be allowed to change their tribe way back in 2012. I invite you to read it. So I think what's going on in the country, to me, I think this is the time when we should begin to think of ourselves, especially the younger generation. It takes me back to my days in my, in my career. When we were growing up, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, up to now, most of my friends today, I don't ask Simon what tribe are you, what religion are you. It's just we went to the same school, we played the same games, we just the same people. girls, whatever it was. Uh, and that's what it was. Or the other way around, being chased by oh, the same Yeah, girl. being chased by the same girl. So you <laughs> find that, uh, to me, I think we need to see how we can get back that essence of one people, different colors, but one one thing. So that's what I choose. Beautiful song, Sounds of Lucky Dube Coming Your Way, as chosen by Donald Rukare, who is the chairperson of the National Olympics Committee. Is it National Olympics? No, no, no. No, the, the National Council of Sports. Sports. Olympic Committee, yeah. The chairperson of the National Council of Sports, as well as a lawyer that deals in everything between justice and the absence of all the right facts. Desert Island Discs on 91.3, Capital FM. Island Discs on 91.3 Capital FM. It's Desert Island Discs, and on the program, Donald Rukari is the chairperson of the National Council of Sports. He's a lawyer working incredibly in issues of human rights, justice, and everything in between. Donald, so you find your way back to school yeah. by the grace of the headmaster of Makere College. Many yeah. things are changing. You are not going to do biology and chemistry, quite a bit of mathematics. Yeah. But more interestingly, there's a girl in the same class with you, which was the Girls, not even one, many. <laughs> I was more interested in the one who was next to you. And that one, she knows herself, she's out there, and uh, yes. I was like a little fish out of water, literally, so to speak. No pun intended, I'm from swimming. But you can imagine from Intare, you'd only see girls at social, 
the Makere Barra High girls would be walking through. But uh, yeah, so I go to Four Red, and I'm introduced to, to sitting in prox proximity to girls. This is a time when your hormones are raging Absolutely. and everything. And we had, uh, we had very nice yellow chinza, we used to call them chinzali uniforms, starched. Wow. Anyway, now a khaki shorts. So yeah, so I, I started learning how to get accustomed to, to being around girls. It was a, a steep learning curve. I know, for certain years, you only had one sister. Yes. Not many. Who was yeah. really more like a boy to us. <laughs> well, you guys had that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure this. what she's going to do to you after this program. Well, I give you any I'll, I'll hedge my bets. <laughs> but yeah, so college school for Red, yeah, there were a number of good friends I met there. Teased me out of hell. Teased mm -hmm. me out of hell because I was not used to handling girls. But eventually, after one term, we settled down. And guess what? Even when you come from such a background, usually now you have your A game on. But Possibly again, you have areas, so you have to catch up. And when Compared you, do, to you guys were maybe in, 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 in mixed schools, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, not for me. Okay. But again, what do you want to be? At that point, mm -hmm. to be honest, I, I think. You already made up your mind. Not, not so much. But it, it sort of came in probably in, 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 in A level because one of the issues, again, then, let's, let's go back to the, the common thread here is mathematics. Now, one of my biggest challenges was I, at, at, around that time, I, I sat down beginning to understand. But of course, there was some bit of creative competition with my young sister because and my cousin Gordon, you know, Kiroguro. Mm -hmm. So we are now all in the same class. I remember I was, I was repeating. So I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder because I was like, no, so they, they can't be. She was in Gayaza, she was in, in Buddha and all these things. But now in college school, we had a few friends. So specialization, a good friend of mine, Patricia Bokuru, says, no, Don, you can, you can understand these things. I don't understand history and literature. So let's help each other. So that every evening, Quiet in one of the classrooms would go, the two of us. She, she helps you with mathematics, understanding board mass and all that. I still don't understand them properly. Okay, board mass is brackets of those division, things. Those things. Addition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So those things. <laughs> and I would help her with literature. Because for me, those ones were a breeze. You know, they were not a problem. And lo and behold, fast forward, with a bit of help, do the mocks. I think I get a seven or something. Final exams, I get a six. Woo! So I get a, a fast credit. Break. Yes. Patricia Bokuru, I, I give all credits to her. So then I now begin focusing on I want to become a lawyer. So now in, in A level, I get the subjects I like. Wow. Now I think academically, to be honest, that's when I can say that's when you began I came learning. into my own. Yes. Well, sort of, <laughs> you understand the subjects. You're not worried about this thing called mathematics, which you're going to fail because you don't understand. So I do history, history economics. literature, economics, and divinity. The economists and, didn't have a bit of mathematics? No. It was. You know, up to now, no, no, not at all. A few, like, I think that comes, very yes, which was okay. <laughs> Those, but economics was my best subject, actually. Wow. Yeah, so. And so you go through all these motions, and fast forward, you are admitted to law school. Correct. Yeah. Makere University still. Yeah. Okay, well, among the best in the country, believe it So where not. were you for your L-levels? I went back to college school. Makere College. I went from, so then from it could be the whole cycle, being yes. at Makere College, all through. Yes. But again, it keeps you confined to one place that you know so well. But of course, being at the university also creates a level of freedom that then makes you able to do so many things that you never do when you are in. And I was a desk scholar. Because I could walk. You could walk. So there was so, no... So the idea with, again, uh, Mr. Kimuri, see, there are certain people come in your life, I should look for him, actually, who are like saviors. Because he said, okay, you don't have to be... Because we had day scholars and, and boarders. boarders yes. 
and I was in Bikangaga House, the only house, winning MAP, we had MAPA, which was a festival. So the idea being that uh, I could walk to school in the morning, be there, go home if you want even, have evening tea at five, and come back at seven for preps. For preps. And then walk back. Because it was a safe environment. Exactly. So I could walk back at 10, back to school. Back, back, back home. Back home. So I would do that every day. So I, would, I was almost like a boarder. So when people were finishing preps, for me, I go home. So, wow, it was, so I was a kind of a hybrid student in many ways. Yeah. And then, of course, when you joined the university, yeah. then you begin to realize that you can actually go to the guild canteen. Uh, drink let's maybe? let's say I have a few friends now in college school. You see, every part of your life, you meet different people. Now in mm -hmm. college school, you meet a, a number of good people. Mm -hmm. There are some few legends there: Timothy Cavalli, Apollo Lomo, <laughs> Jonathan. Is it only miraculous uh, that you got out of that place? Uh, now, <laughs> even during college school, to mm -hmm. be honest, we're a bit naughty. So, so you would go to the guild. We would go to the guild because you see, we thought we were like campus students. Absolutely, Michael West. This class, Michael West. Uh -huh. But we would, we would. Um, Disguise. We would disguise. Dress and up once in, in a while, just uh, pop over during prep, hope not to get caught. One time we got caught, that's a different story for a different day. Gordon Kyogur. So college school was a very interesting place. And we managed to, to, to get out of it. And, uh, yeah. and go to the university and yeah. pursue law. Yeah. So in there, were you still a day scholar as well? No, in, mm -hmm. in, in, in Makere, partially, but I, I went to Livingstone Hall, the only hall. Uh, actually, I had a roommate uh, when I was there. He unfortunately passed away, Alan Kantakaras. You were Alan the Cantankeres in movie. second year. Yes. So the guy that hurt him actually. Yeah? Yes. You know he was my colleague here on Capital Radio. I know. That's, mm -hmm. why, that's why I'm saying he was one among the first people where I'm bringing him up to the first people who went into radio at that time. Mm -hmm. And we used to sometimes listen to him and all these things. So but unfortunately he, he's no longer with us. So yeah, we joined campus to law, uh, to sports quite quite seriously. So what were you playing seriously at this point? I mean, were you on the university? Yes, well, first of all, I was in the, the, the hall team because mm -hmm. we had inter hall, and then on the university team for swimming mm -hmm. and for basketball. Wow! And still hold a, a number of national records, Simon, up to now. Pool uh, records at uh, at Makere. Can you still swim anything close to? Let's go! I challenge you to fifty meter race. I still swim. I'm in masters. I swim masters. It's above twenty five. I'm in a, one of the best clubs. We're, we're the reigning champions. Wow. Formidable. So shout outs to Formidables and our captain Geoffrey. And the team, we swim at Northview. Like, on merit or because the merit. chairperson of the National no, 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 Council of Sports no, is no. Uh, a member of this team? You see, the good thing with, with some of these sports, <laughs> facts don't lie. Yeah? Even now, so, this uh, even video now, replay system. And not all at all. <laughs> we have VAR in swimming. So you can, um, Formidables is the current champion for Masters. Uh, we have a very good team. We swim three times a week. Wow. So, and, and I think it's also good for the, the swim for life, swim for health aspect. I think that's one of the, going back to where we started about having all these sports early, that it also helps you later on in your life, even if you get out of the, even if you don't go competitive, or if you go competitive, you can still do your sport for, for, for health, for life, and it becomes a lifestyle. So I hope that that's also one of the programs you're running in the National Council of Sports. We're say, trying to do that, yes. Beyond competitive sport of where we have to drape national colors and represent our countries, there must be sport as a lifestyle for especially averting non-communicable diseases. 100%. And also that's something we are also at the Olympic Committee which we are, we are working on. Let's play the next song, Donald. Yeah, my next song will be probably, uh, since we're going to go, it will be The Sweetest Days. This is by who? 
Vanessa Williams. The sweeter days, and indeed there must have been the sweeter days for Donald, the time when you are able to own your own, you know, player and choose the music that you play from your own. And have your own room in, you have in, your in own living room. You, you know what that means. Whatever. With the ratings of these trade dams of age, let's just leave it. I have stopped right there, sir. We'll be right back after this. Stay with us. <laughs> Desert Island Discs on 91.3 Capital FM. Capital FM. 91.3 Capital FM. Desert Island Discs on a wonderful Sunday. And Donald Rukari, who is the chairperson of the National Council of Sports, sharing with us his life story. What a story of life that you've had. Very illustrious. So, Donald, from our song of the sweetest, sweetest days and uh, every other involvement you were at at the university, tell us a little bit about your university life. But of course, that's what I've not mentioned. That's when, at that age, is when you begin to get particular attention to the other gender. Yeah, is that I think, where you met your first? You, is that where you first met your wife? Uh, I met my wife probably in S six, S six, S four back around there. That's when I met Jackie, Jackie Namaranda. Trust uh, the ladies; but, but, she would know the first day they, you, you met. For you, it's uh, it is S four. <laughs> for you, it's S4. every back. S4 you think S4 that's when back. you first met her? <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm very Nakasera. You know the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we S four back with same time I was coaching, mm -hmm. and we we go to A levels and then go to Makere. We're not really going out at that time. It was more like seeing her from afar and kind of looking for the appropriate time. time to pass. Actually, we, we coined something together saying that it was gentle persistent pressure, GPP. <laughs> and gentle persistent pressure. Yes. <laughs> but remember, in many ways, when I say we have to be thankful, going back to my first song, these were the days now when HIV AIDS was, now at its was peak. rampant. So it was a time of being careful. Some of our friends lost their lives, and it was and the time when HIV was really very, very devastating in terms of the pictures and all this. So there was a, a big you scare. You get it? It is. Yeah, there was clear. a big scare. The writing is on the wall. Yeah, there, there was a big scare in our first year. It was, we'd go to the Makere Hospital to get all these uh, family planning and protection things. So but in all that, how was your mother's involvement in your life in terms of? all the time sending that message of now. By the way, surprisingly, she let I, no, no, she was not not that involved, even mm -hmm. prof, very quiet. And uh, as I said, in many ways we are lucky, Simon, because anything could have happened. Mm -hmm. this, this is the time when you're beginning to experiment. Absolutely. You, you, and all these things. So you, you're, you're definitely a bit 
in, in a very precarious situation. You can go out, you can do these things, you're no longer under the 24-hour surveillance of, of your parents, you know. <laughs> Jackie was always in the background somewhere. I have, I have some pictures I want to dig up, which I'll share with you about that. When she's in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, we finished Makere, go to Law Development Center, finish that, and then begin working. Yeah. So. Where did you work first? Uh, first job was with some protestant company advocates. Uh, worked there for about a year. That then was after LDC? Straight out of LDC. Mm -hmm. The work of... experience, and that, that's what we want to get into. Now, you know, Donald, you had never been in formal employment. I mean, always under the, you know, the shadow, or should I say, the protection of your parents at home, but also leaving off the packs you'd get as a sports person at university. Yes. Now, here you are walking into a law firm as a lawyer. Correct. Finding yourself the decent clothes to put on away from jeans and sneakers. That Correct. That but, living, but LDC forced us to put on suits. That, mm -hmm. that is, was mandatory. So I had to just have yeah, one. You just have one black suit and then yes. you have one white shirt and just and keep changing the ties. 100%. But now this time around, you, what, you know, wash and dry. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think to me it was, it was, it was an eye-opener mm -hmm. in terms of having to get into the whole ideas of work, the work ethic, dealing with different people, deadlines, the pressure. So it was quite interesting. So we, we thought, you know, we're all going to become like uh, Boston legal type lawyers. Wow. So, so that, that was our vision of what we were So we joined and we we're going to court and all these things. So it was quite exciting. But it's something which, you know, I think if you're cut out for private practice, you probably know it from the, from the get-go. And uh, that was something which we all thought we'd do. And for the year that I was there, it was quite interesting. Then what led you out of that place? Now that's an interesting one. I think sometimes you take different paths in your life. There's mm -hmm. another path. At the time when we were still in LDC, there was an advert put on the notes board. We used to use notes. Nowadays people are using emails and everything. But there was a notes board. Believe it or not, I don't know whether you know what that is, Simon. Mm -hmm. There was a notes board. <laughs> so there was a job. They said, a company is looking for nine lawyers and nine accountants. Apply. So at that time, we didn't know. We're coming out of, we're coming out of school. We're going into the field, so to speak. So we all applied. The 40 so, of you for nine slots. <laughs> we're actually like 32. Uh -huh. So we put in. No, some of them at that time, some of our colleagues, well, we knew that they only want to do private, so they didn't apply. So they are now very prominent lawyers in town. They knew from the get-go they're going to stick in private practice. And I think that's also part of life, finding your purpose. If you can find it early, it helps. But at that time, we applied. So we just applied. We didn't know what, who we were applying to because there was no, it was just There's a no peer law. box. So as we are now in this working, we get an a call for interviews, we go and do it, then we find that it's IGG's office, and then we are being offered jobs. Now, at that time, it, we're being offered like a probably five times what we're earning in, 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 in private practice. In private practice. Wow, you just. With a house and everything. So I think the decision wasn't too hard to oh, make. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was a new department. So we go to IGG's office as legal officers, uh, start working there, chasing people who are corrupt, understanding how government works or doesn't work. So that's, that's how it was. And then from IGG, do a bit of studying, go and study in Holland. That's for your master? Uh, for a postgrad. Mm -hmm. Then Sweden for my master's, when I start IGG, come back, uh, start working again, IGG, leave IGG, go to a law development center, the legal aid clinic, oh, okay. to, to teach the, the lawyers and mentor them in clinical legal education. The idea being trying to create socially conscious lawyer, not just the money side so of lawyers. The going to teach was that in you, the 
the natural DNA from teacher parents. Possibly. To say, I want Possibly. to go back and Possibly. do what I have seen my parents do. Possibly. Mm. Possibly. Because we grew up around books. And, and no, not and, around and business. Talk books. Yes. <laughs> so that is true. So from, from LDC, transition into Irish aid, Embassy of Ireland, as a governance advisor, that now begins my journey into the development world of sort of the making, yeah, making the connection between policy, law, and development. Very interesting, and politics, very mm -hmm. interesting area. And I had really good mentors in, in Irish aid, like Sean Hoy, Martin O'Fannin, uh, Ambassador Onia Hans. I also met you around that time, I think you started coming into the, into the EU system. Yeah, so from Irish aid, <laughs> yes, I then transitioned to the European Union, mm -hmm. ran one of their programs, Human Rights and Good Governance. We met a number of people. Mm -hmm. I think that's around the time now, maybe Irish aid is when now Jackie and I start getting to see each other. Uh, then uh, I think all the gremlins and the fear of having to approach her from campus, from S4. From S4. Now yeah. you had a bit of... It was kind of on and off. Mm -hmm. You know when you're, you're there but you're not really saying anything, but you, you're making wild assumptions. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so then around now Irish aid time, 2004, we get married. Tremendous. Yeah. But then you then the, the transition, of course, into now, you know, marriage life, but also you're going through some very interesting programming with uh, development partners yes, and all yes. that. Your career is also, you know, taking off and dealing with very interesting aspects. And of course, the politics of the country is also, you know, getting yes. a bit bubbly and uh, very active. Marriage party politics is in here. All this, what happens to your sports side? Now, by this, time, by this time, by this time, by by now, the the late was it was more like the early eighties, late nineties. I'm still swimming. When when I go to LDC, then you begin reducing, slowing down. And actually, that's when I first lost my first race to Louis Kikonyo. I never forget that race because I came out of the Chikabada. Those who swim, I not trained, and uh, Louis. You know, in swimming, there's what they say, seeing bubbles. If I see your bubbles, then it means clearly, I'm behind you. Behind. <laughs> yeah, so there's that phrase in swimming. I'd never seen bubbles for quite a bit wow. of time, modestly so. So I find that when I came from LDC, I saw Lewis's bubbles. So I said, I think this is time to, to take it easy. So I slowed down a bit and kept swimming a bit. And, but then now, around now, that time of uh, Irish aid is when I now joined the Swimming Federation. Wow. Uh, now for sports administration. Correct. That, that's wow. Purely by act, I was just called, oh, you see. We, I tried to get engaged, and then things didn't go that well. With, uh, Dr. Maggie Chikos and others, with the Joseph Chasank, who, uh, and others. So we then eventually, one bright morning was called, and they said, oh, you used to swim. And I guess another thing I have to debate in sports. Does it mean because you're a former athlete that you're the best administrator? administrator? Uh -huh. That's that's, that's a, a question to think about. But but of course there we are. The proponents will argue that how else would you know the plight and if you're lucky, I think yeah. I don't think necessarily it's correct, but it's but it's a debatable issue. Donna, let's play our next song. Now that, that next song because this this is the time now when we are transitioning into getting married mm -hmm. and all those things. So my next song is a, a song that I use. Kind of did the opening dance at my wedding wow. and with Jackie, our wedding for you by Kenny Latimore. Wow, beautiful! And now, no need really for any further procrastination. Let's play this song, a wonderful sundown on a Sunday evening, and then we'll get back to conclude your life story, Donald. And stay with us, it's Desert Island Discs. Correct. Desert Island Discs on 91.3 Capital FM. For you, I share the cup of love that overflows. Just know I would 
would change all faults I have for you. There is no low or high or in between of my heart that you haven't seen. Cause I share all I have and am. Nothing I've said is hard to Welcome back, it's Desert Highland Discs and Donald is sharing with us his life story and I'm sure many of you will resonate but also importantly to tell you that the making of a great man is akin to having a fine gold ring. There is the blast funnest part of it that you really don't want to go into but certainly that's very important to share. So Donald, here you are, mm -hmm. enjoying what you do but also contributing immensely to the governance and development of this country in more ways than simply good governance, but also sports administration. Tell us something about uh, your life up to this point. The last song you played was when you opened your dance. Correct. Were you blessed by any, with any children? Yes, I, I have. We have one son, Dowdy, ah. that I know of. You know, I put that as one. <laughs> so David is there. He's now 12. Wow, tremendous. And uh, so it's still, Jack is still with me. Surprise, surprise. So that's okay which is very encouraging yeah and let's get down to knowing you yeah. donald as a person what's your favorite dish if you came visiting at my house what should i prepare for you interesting favorite dish probably matoke and uh matoke with a bit of peas mm -hmm. yeah and probably do you prefer them in katogo form or do you add the mashed and then the peas uh, no just just stew? not mashed and peas and probably a bit of some bit of meat maybe some bit of chicken would be Wow. But I'm very plain, I think, when it comes to food. Jack is a more adventurous one. Whenever we move around or travel, we should be good for these funny fish, fish, you know, seafood type. <laughs> I'm from Kashari, so you? I stick to the tried and tested <laughs> plain stuff, you know. Keep it and, simple. And how do you wash it down? Uh, I used to be a very avid drink of Coke. No more Coke, not, not Coke, the other uh, one. I was looking at you. Like, see <laughs> not not sniffing Coke. <laughs> but drinking coke. I'm trying to reduce it because now I'm a bit, you're getting myself, you'll be a bit worried about your, your health. So I'm now trying to, I've actually weaned myself off. I drink coke intermittently. So I made a bit of juice, water. That's what, that's what. And then a lot of coffee, which I'm trying to stop and tea. Wow, that's very yeah. interesting. No alcohol beverage? Rarely. I'm not, uh, I think I left that side of business to other people in the family. Uh huh. Yeah. You realize you cannot compete in that field. No. It's always nice to know what your no. best module no. is. No. I've never understood the concept of, of being high. 
So no. So I, 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 it's okay. But other people do that. I didn't want to say you don't know how much you're missing, but well, your life maybe, is still. But maybe I'm high. I am high on life already. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and with the coke, clearly it never gets any higher. Yes. So, a few things give us wonderful laughs. You're a mm -hmm. happy-go-lucky guy, always smiling with a sparkle in your eyes. Mm -hmm. But what is it that exactly gives you that good laugh, Donald? I think to me, it's it's just the philosophy of life. I think you need to. Uh, I'm I'm one of those people who strongly believes that you need to because I mean in this journey when you finished I went did some further postgrad I'm someone who believes in learning all the time mm -hmm. and, and 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 that's something which I am really passionate about but what kind of keeps me going is that we, we shouldn't take life too seriously so I never take myself that serious mm -hmm. when I give all these titles and whatever it's not about the title it's about the character of the person so I'm a person who firmly believes in the mantra of play hard work hard Wow, I love that. Yes. What gets you angry? Uh, that is something which I pray to God every day to help me. I, what gets me angry or agitated these days, I don't like people who are slow. But I, I pray to God every day to allow me the, no, the grace. Understand that they are, they, the beauty of diversity, just like... And also, I, 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 one thing I really firmly believe, Simon, that works with present, we, we must always commit ourselves to bettering ourselves every day in whatever we do, whether it's in the sports sector, governance, at home I'm trying, but um, you need to commit yourself to, to excellence. And so being this thing, this is a Ugandan way, this is an African way. I used to work in those systems mm -hmm. in the European Union and the Irish aid, now with USID project. And you sometimes, yeah, this is a Ugandan way, Ugandan time. If I say it's two o'clock, two o'clock is two. two if I say I'm going to do something at a particular time, do it. This is something I learned from my dad and my mom. You have to, and my grandfather, by the way. Both of them were extremely conscientious people, my grandmothers, very strong women. So it's important for me that, uh, that you, we need to deliberately and purposefully commit ourselves to doing things the right way. And I think even you, Simon, this is a time when we need to, in even different parts, commit to helping our country grow, or whatever sector you're in. Right now I'm in sports and we're putting our sweat and blood mm -hmm. at the Olympic Committee and now more recently, you know, National Council, I was in swimming for somewhere. But we, every day you have to sort of say, how, what are we doing to better? And I say, even the, just about these kids mentoring young people. So that to me sometimes where I see lack of focus or what I perceive as lack of focus or slowness or ineptness, that sometimes, you know, what gets me you? going. Absolutely. Where do we see Donald? You uh, earlier on indicated something like your pursuit to perhaps going to elective politics one of these days. Shall we see what a balance That is something that I've always toyed around. Mm -hmm. But uh, as I said, one of the issues is that I need to find the right space and time. So I, I firmly believe in Ecclesiastes, which says there's a time for everything. How do you know when it is time from this? I think you know when you know. It, it kind of happens. You, you kind of know it's the right time. Sometimes wow. it can be, it can, it, it, everything will just fall into place. So which ballot paper do we expect to see you on bare minimum? Member of parliament or should we say presidency? And we're talking about presidents of the nation, not of a Rotary Club. Why not? Madame Jack is the president of the Rotary Club now, so, I have <laughs> ah. to, uh, so I'm, I'm uh, learning a lot about Rotary. Why not? I mean, these things, it depends. Uh, I think everything has its time. Let me just put it that way. 
Donna, it's been a pleasure having you on the program. Sharing with us your life story is not an easy feat for most people, but also more interestingly, for you, our viewers and listeners that brace this program and give it all your time on a Sunday evening that we could have been doing anything else. We don't take that for granted and we thank you. One question, though, that yes. no one ever escapes when they sit on that chair. Okay, here we go. I, I knew there had to be a catch, Simon, somewhere. Okay, let's... This is a simple one. Please don't worry about it. Okay. This is a very beautiful country. Yes, you come from Kashari. You are such an ignorant boy about your surroundings. You only came to Loom Street after 12 years, having lived and born in Kampala. But I want to believe that you've taken the trouble to now visit the country and see the beauty that this country has been yes. told me. Yes, If you yes. had to be given a chance for a marooning on one of these locations across the country, where would your choice fall and why? Interesting. I think I would, from what I've seen, mm -hmm. I would gravitate towards Bunyoni. Bunyoni. Welcome home. Yes, because Hi. it's very beautiful. It's, the scenery is out of this world. The drives up, but even the scenery mm -hmm. is out of this world. I think to me, that's where I would go. Any place in Bunyoni in particular or well, I've been, uh, I know one of our good friends, uh, Madame Biagoma, has a place there, but uh, I, I, I would go to Bunyoni. I, I don't have the exact place right now, but... Anywhere in Bunyoni will work for as you. As long as the scenery is right. I think we have a variety of places which we could really enjoy. Well, this country is beautiful, without a doubt. But of course, my second choice would be Rempongo. Beautiful place. Me. We agreed here that I asked the questions and no one gives the sorry, sir. bonuses. Sorry, sorry, sir. So sorry, now we... Sorry, <laughs> Donald. So Donald... Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Your life story will inspire so many, but also most interesting, we'll know that you can be a sports administrator and yet a hard-nosed lawyer working in, you know, human rights. And of course, Donna, it's been a pleasure having you on the program, playing for us your favorite music, but also interestingly giving us some tidbits about some of your interesting, you know, bricks that made the formation of who you are. Okay. As is always our tradition, you say Kwaheri to our listeners and viewers, with your final song. What well, you thank you very much, Simon. I thoroughly enjoyed my time on the island. And I really ask all the viewers and listeners to really, you know, commit our, let's commit ourselves to making our country a better place. Sure. And my last song, which I would like to uh, play, have you play for me, is I'm an avid follower of jazz. So Kenny G, going home. Wow, going home. Indeed, it's yes. that time of the day when we now all go home from this workstation, but we know that the program continues, especially if you've subscribed to our YouTube channel. If you just joined us, you can go back and, you know, replay the program and listen to it, watch it, and appreciate the life stories shared in. We can't thank you more, our listeners and viewers, and we can't thank you, our guest Donald Prosper, your time to be with us. Let's meet same time, same place next Sunday with yet another incredible life story. God bless. Island Discs on 91.3 Capital FM.